now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pad, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show. It's the Melting Path, the Next Level Network. How are you? You doing well? You doing great? My house is about to smell delicious because I have beef stew with potatoes and carrots and some seasonings cooking in the uh, the old crock pot slow cooker, John, right now. So I'm very excited uh, about how it's going to smell here in a couple hours and then taste a couple hours after that. So looking forward to all of that. Oh, we forgot. All right, before we do the show, hi, how are you? Hope you're well. Hope things are going great in your world. Um, I just realized that last week I forgot an answer for uh, for the question, for the things that reach people have. So, um, oh, Josh Radner going to uh, Rhode Island Comic Con. Good, that's awesome. Good for them. Okay, uh, I opened up Facebook and that was the first thing I saw. So, let's do this. Uh, let's get to this. It says, where the hell is it? That's not what she said. Uh, here it is. All right. So, uh, the question from last week when you were a kid, what things made you think, wow, these people are rich? And I forgot this answer. Sorry about that. Uh, Central Air, more than one bathroom, pocket Game Boy when I only had the big gray one, Lunchables instead of plastic bags, smooshed PBJ, and when they had Crayola crayons instead of Rose Art. All of those are great answers. Because, yeah, Central Air, I said, is the big one for me. Um, More than one bathroom, for sure. As a guy who lived for a while with one bathroom. Well, I was a kid, but still, the the family had one bathroom in the house, and that sucked, right, with all of us. I still don't have Central Air, and that sucks. I really wish I had that. You know, especially right in this... Well, no, it's not that bad right now. And I got my little desk, my little next fan, which is doing just fine. Um, yeah, definitely like buying the lunches because Lunchables are not cheap, right? And maybe I'm frugal, but Lunchables aren't cheap. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. And uh, yeah, the crappy Rose Art crayons. Instead of the legit Crayola, that's uh, that's legit. Yeah, that is... Um, that's a big one. That's a big, like, look at my mom and dad. We have two incomes. Flex. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> but my bad. Sorry, I forgot about this. I, I thought I had it, and clearly I did not. So there you go. And if I repeated myself, if I actually did say that last week, and you're just hearing it again, well, too bad. It's fine. All right. Um, yeah, had to get that out. Had to get that because um, we forgot, and I always try to read everybody's things that they send. And uh, if you want them on the show, obviously, then that's how you do that. All right. So we have other things today. We have a question about texting, um, about texting big stories. If you do it all at once or if you break up your messages, we got a lot of answers for that. So thank you, everybody. Uh, I got a little bit of a pat peeve where people still say that being old is an excuse for not knowing how to use a computer, have like basic skills. So we're going to talk about that because it bothers me. Um, And we got three questions for the show. We got some fan mail because everybody... Um, well, actually, for once, real people and not spammers have been using the contact form at the website, and I figured, you know, usually I save the mail for special episodes, but um, I do have a plan for a couple of special ones in case I'm not here, or just in case, just because, about TV shows. So I figured, let's do the mail now, and let's highlight that people are actually using this form 
which I do appreciate. So yeah, we'll get to that at the end, and that'll be that. Uh, no things from the ring this week, because I had to take off on uh, Tuesday, and so that throws everything off, and I haven't watched any wrestling. So my bad if you look forward to that. I'll try to get to that. Um, try to get that on YouTube on Friday, just so I then I'll have a bit clearer picture of things that are going to be happening. So there we go. So we'll try to get to that on uh, on Friday on YouTube. So if you like the wrestling, look out for that. Listen out for that. It won't be video probably, but uh, we'll try our best to get that on there. Okay. All right. So that's what's coming on the show. But the first thing we're doing today, or the second thing, because the first thing was revisiting an answer that we missed. You get it. You just heard it. It's all good. Our friends, Familiar Things, released a new song this week. And you can find them on Bandcamp, Familiar Things, at, uh, what is it? I, I'll write it down. It'll be in the show notes. They released a song called Daisies on Tuesday. Thank you. Finally, a band releasing a song on a Tuesday. Um, oh, we got to talk about something else. Don't let me forget. I'm going to forget. It's fine. FamiliarThings.Bandcamp.com, I think, is the URL there. But again, that will be in the show notes. Uh, FYI, they're playing a show on October 21st at Kung Fu Necktie. So go check that out. They say costumes are encouraged because it's Halloween's, it's spooky season. So go check that out. Tell them I sent you and they'll say, I don't know who that is. Who the hell is Pat? Who, I don't know who that person is. But in any case, we thank them for saying, go ahead, kid, play our songs. They don't have a Brooklyn accent. They're here. They're local. They have the same, they talk like me probably. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> I don't know. Pat, just play the song. You're right. Familiar things. Brand new. This is Daisies. It's the Melty Pack. We're coming right back.
There you have it, our friends, familiar things with their latest, and I do mean their latest. They came out this week. That's nuts. Daisies, the Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. Thank you so much to Familiar Things. We had to add a little bit to that, and I thought it was really fun because it wasn't like a riff that I used. It's a little guitar fill at the beginning and then sprinkled throughout the song. And um, I figured, well, why not just have more fun with it and add? Like, we always improvise these, right? These little riffs. Uh, but why not add some more and kind of like go with the progression, go with the scale there? And I think it worked. I think, I think we had a really good one on there. And um, familiar things, if you listen and you're like, wow, dude, that sucked. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. That's just where the, the melody went in my head and then to my mouth. And I know the notes weren't exact, but I keep telling these bands, go lower with your with your riffs and solos so I can make noise with them of my mouth. Okay? All right. Familiarthings.bandcamp.com. That's where you find more from them. Oh, geez. They're never going to... They're not coming on the show now, and they're definitely going to say, no, can you actually erase all mentions of us from this show? And uh, I will do that. I will go back, and I will I will remove you at your request. That's fine. All right. So there you go. <laughs> get the song Daisies Where You Get Your Stuff and go enjoy that. And they are at Kung Fu Necktie October 21st. So go check them out. Go see the show. All right? All right. So let's get on with it, man. Whoa, man. Ladies and thems, let's do this. We had a question, and I think about this often, actually, because sometimes you text. I have to text a lot of information because I'm. I mean, I'm 35. I don't make a ton of phone calls because my friends don't make a ton of phone calls, right? If it's a serious thing, then yes, you call them on the phone. But when you're texting someone a big story, a long story, do you text them all at once or do you break up your messages? Now, I do a bit of a hybrid, or I do, actually, you know what, let's just say it, I do both, because I know there are certain people who will be okay with a big, long novel of a thing, and I know there are certain people who don't like to read a wall of text and would rather get it broken up into smaller messages, right? So I understand that. It's one of the first things I was taught when I was studying communication in college. I have a degree, by the way, so I, I know what I'm talking about here. Um <laughs> It's one of the first things we're taught is know your audience, right? You have to write to your audience and that can change based on who you are and who they are, right? So you have to alter your, uh, not only the content of your messaging, but the, uh, let's see, the strategy of release. Is that a thing? Does that sound smart? Um, so yeah, you have to know who you're talking to, to be able to effectively communicate whatever message it is in however, ma whichever manner that's going to be. Whatever manner is appropriate for the recipient, that's what you have to do. So with that said, let's get to your answers. Thank you very much, everybody. I hope I don't miss anyone. I, I don't like when I do that, so we'll try our best. Jen says, single text if possible, as I hate when I get multiple texts at once, so it's a preference thing. That's fair. Uh, Amanda says, I have to stop saying that's fair. It's a tick. I know it's there. My bad. Amanda says, it depends who's getting the story. I know who will read the long text and who does better when I break the information up. Yeah, see? Isn't that what I just said? 
Uh, Anne says, aged crone replies, if I have a long story to convey, I call and I talk your ear off. Boo! I'm joking. Um, no, it's definitely, uh, I don't want to call anybody old or whatever, but there's definitely a, um, a preference between generations, right? Like there's definitely so, or not, you know what? It's not even generational. It's person to person. Some people prefer phone calls. Cause I got a buddy who is younger than me and is terrible with texting and prefers phone calls. So again, you have to know who it's for. And you have to know who is going to be like, oh, who's going to take all this information via text and who's going to prefer a phone call or several texts, whatever, right? So that's fair. Thank you. I did it again. Thank you, Ann. That's a good answer. And yeah, it's a difference between, again, I don't want to say generations. That seems too broad. But there's definitely a difference between who wants a phone call versus one big text versus several texts for a story. That makes sense. Amy says, totally depends. I usually text how I speak or I break up the messages for emphasis or because my thoughts work in sputters. I am a single text sender if it is a formal me formal message slash recipient or if I need to provide all context at once with an end goal of having an important inquiry resolved. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, again, it depends who's getting it or you just text, you know, in random synapse fires or is that a thing whatever however you say that um you know when your brain goes off in different directions some people just boom 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 fire off text messages like that and i for one have no problem getting texts in that manner not at all all right uh colin says depends who's getting it some won't read a novel others hate 12 messages messages in a row so talk to your audience appropriately see see isn't that what i said yeah nailed it again i don't mind all the messages in a row because, and this is going to come up, um, I generally don't have my ringer on during the day. Well, I do, like, if the missus is out somewhere, then I'll have it on. Like, now I have it on. Because she may need to call me or text me about, like, hey, come unlock the door or come do whatever, right? Um, but generally speaking, my ringer is not on. And so I don't get a bunch of pings and noises when you text me a bunch of times. I just get a bunch of notifications. And that's a different animal, but it's fine. I don't, there's not a lot of noise. So that's going to come up. Uh, Chronic Cards says, definitely one big message. Multiple messages annoy the recipient and you run the risk of it being received out of order. I did not think about that because that does happen where you'll send, say you send two messages and say, let's say you send four. And instead of going one, two, three, four, it goes like two, three, one, four or something wild like that. Who knows? Who knows what gets sent fastest and where? But I think that's uh, that's a good point is that sometimes it gets it gets received out of order. Chronic Cards is a card game, by the way, with a twist. Link to that to check it out will be in the show notes. Thank you, my friend. Um, Arden says both. Multiple, multiple big, long messages. I got a lot to say. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Uh, Seth says, I break it up into mad messages, so instead of a single notification, they get 100 annoying dings in a row. That way they know it's important. There you go. <laughs> yes, all of the dings. Send them over. Road Doggy Dog says, My biggest pet peeve in the entire universe is when my girlfriend texts me five times in a row and I just get constant pings on my phone. And they're all like two-word messages. Well, now I want to know what they are. Like, not to pry. But is it like, Hey, man. What's up? How are you? 
What's for dinner? What's this? Is that it? Or is it like you're getting pieces of a story two words at a time? Let me know. Like The Office, where Dwight was texting, what's her name? Uh, Kathy Bates, his resume one line at a time. Is it like that? Don't do that. Don't text your resume one line at a time. That's probably not good. Not a good idea. Uh, MAG says, I'll text the basic gist of it, and then it goes into a back-and-forth conversation. I hate multiple messages in a row. Yeah, you know what? I was actually not prepared for the number of people who hate all the messages. I thought this was going to swing the other way. I really did. I don't know why. No evidence for that, but apparently I was wrong. Uh, Wetham says, big old text. There you go. Wetham sending your novels, sending novellas to his friends. I appreciate that. And finally, Lockjaw says, one big text, unless there is some storytelling reason or joke setup that looks better as two messages. That's good. I like that. Yeah, again, it depends on your audience. Like, if you know someone is going to appreciate, like, one message and then you wait a beat and then send, okay, here's one. If I send my friend Tim a message that just says, that just says zip, and then either he'll respond or I'll wait, like, three minutes and go, recruiter. Like, that's a joke he and I have based on a Bill Burr ad read for Zip Recruiter. And so I know that either he will respond if he's not busy, he will respond with recruiter, or I will, he knows I'll wait a couple minutes and I'll send the second part. I can just send zip. I'm going to send it right now, actually. And we're going to see if he responds. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to text Tim right now. I'm just going to text its old zip. And I'm going to see when he's going to, uh, when he's going to respond. Here we go. All right. It's, oh, oh, oh. Here we go. We're going to do this in real time. We're going to see if this works. It's old zip. So I'm going to send that. It's 1232. So if I don't hear from him by 1234, I will send it back. I will send the second part of the message. All right. There you go. So I think that's going to be funny. Um, Actually, hold on. We got to take a little time out. I'm not going to stop anything, but I'm setting this for myself so I know to remove all this silence. Uh, thank you for your answers because I got to go sign out and uh, and do a thing. Okay. And I'm thirsty. So thank you, everyone, for your answers. I, I really thought that people were going to be not okay with getting a wall of text. I thought it was going to swing the other way, but apparently everyone uh, everyone is not uh, is not fond of multiple messages in a row. I also didn't think about receiving them out of order. Although now that I did, that happens on my phone sometimes. So there you go. If I missed you, I'm sorry. If you want to weigh in, let me know about texting. Long story, like a long story, a lot of information. Do you do it all at once or do you break it up in separate messages? Let me know and uh, we'll have all the fun. All right, great. We have some mail that we're going to read in a few minutes here. I was going to say just a second, but I know that this segment is going to take a few minutes. So it's a little bit of a pat peeve that we're going to do. But hold on, I got to sign out, and then we have to check our texts from Tim. Sit tight. All righty, and there we go, right on cue. As soon as I signed out for lunch, and I looked at my phone again, I have a text from Tim. It's just in, it's in all caps, RECRUITER! Just I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that if I if I sent that, he was going to get the joke. He was going to have a laugh, and uh, and I was correct, and I'm happy about that. Yes. All right. We're we're back. we're back now. We're okay. We are here to talk about more things. Okay. Again, mail in a few minutes, but 
I have to talk about this. I'm sure I've mentioned this before because I've been working in an office for uh, for a decade and I am flabbergasted still after all this time that there are people I work with who who use being old like older than me as an excuse for not knowing how to do basic computer things. And when I say basic, I mean that they can't attach a PDF to an email and they can't save a document as a PDF and they can't, you know, do things that we all have to do at the job every day almost. And they have trouble doing it. And their excuse is that they're too old for this. I mean, I'm going to look, I should have looked this up. When did PCs, let's try come out. Let's try that. IBM's first PC was introduced August 12, 1981. Okay. When did they become common? The 80s. All right. Okay. So let's say mid 80s, right? Okay. So I'm 35. I was born in 88. So let's say that if, if someone is 60, Right, if you're 60 years old right now, that means you've been working since, you know, whatever. Hold on, let's see. Let's see here. So if you're 60, right, you were born in 63, which means you're in the workforce by the time I'm born, right? By the time I was born, you would have been, what, 25, right? So in the workforce and... In, I guess for now, I guess I'd have to talk to someone who was there at the time who was old enough to know whether or not computers were a main, like were a fixture in offices by this time. But even if they weren't, okay, so you're 25 in 1988. So you've been working the whole time. And as you progress through your job or jobs, the technology also does, right? And so at some point in the last 35 years, you have had to work with a computer at your office. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely certain that at some point you have had to work with a computer. And so you have learned, and I know they're not the same as they were. They're not the same now as they were then. And I understand that. But at some point you had to learn the basic functions of at least a word processor. You had to learn how to type and you had to learn how to do this. And then email comes along in the you know late 90s. And by then you've already used, you already should know how to use a computer. Right? Even if you don't have one at home, you use one at work. And so you should already know how to use the very basic functions of a computer. And then email comes, and it's like, okay, now we just have to do this. Word processing programs, which we already know how to use, now we do this, and now we send this, and now, okay. So emailing attachments has been a thing. Let's say, let's for the sake of argument, let's make this easy on everybody. Let's say we've been doing that since 2006, all right? It's 2023. Now you're older than me. So you're older than you're 60, right? This year you're 60. Good for you. Congratulations, right? So you, you, if we're using our example, you've been in the workforce for a long time. You know how to use a computer. You should. You've been using a computer at your job for a long time. You've been emailing for a long time for, let's say, okay, let's say 2006. So that's what? 17 years, 18 years, whatever the number is. I'm not doing the math again. I'm not, I just can't. I don't want to do it. So, <laughs> so you've been emailing things for work for more than a decade. 
right? You've been doing that. That's a thing you've been doing. You know how to do it. So why on earth am I always asked, how to, hey, how do I do this? How do I attach an email to a, how do I attach a PDF to an email? How do I attach, how do I make a, a Word document a PDF? Now I understand Microsoft Office sucks. I get that. We, we use it at work. It sucks. Every program is worse than the last. It's awful. I understand. But it's been the standard for many years. And so you should know the very basic functions of it. You should know how to use Word. Open it up, save it, save a, a Word document as a PDF that's in the menus there. You should know it, you know, Excel. You should know this. You should know how to do this because it's a, it's a function of your job. But all the time, when I was in the office, I would get asked all the time, hey, I have to attach this to an email. How do I do that? And a nifty thing that Outlook does now and has for several years is when you save a document on your computer, you open up an email and there's a little paperclip at the top and you click on that, you get a drop down, and it shows the most recent like dozen files that you've made. And so you save a document, it's going to be right on top. And still all the time I get emails or chats from people that say, hey, I need to do this. How do I do it? And I say, oh, what do you like? What do you mean? You you don't know how to do it. Like this is a thing we all know how to do, because we've all been on the job long enough. Like you've been on the job longer than me, which means you've been doing this with this system for longer than I have. And they're like, oh well, I'm, oh, I'm too old for this. I'm like, well, no, you're not. You, if anybody, should have more experience with this, because you should have been working if you were working for the whole time, right? Since computers were a thing in the '80s in the mid eighties, late eighties, right? So again, you're, uh, however old you, what did I say? 25 and 88, right? You're 25 when I was born. So that, well, that would make you, yeah, 60. That's how the math worked. We did that already. We already did the math. We're good. So you've had a head start on me working in the office with a computer, right? You should know this. Like I should not have to teach you because you're too old to do a function of your job. It doesn't make sense. Like what, why, I just, I don't get why so many people are resistant to whatever it is, right? And this is a guy who is still on message boards instead of Reddit, really, right? So I get it. The technology is different. It's fine, whatever. Um, like, I, I get it. Like, I, I part of it I understand because you're used to doing things a certain way, right? And I get that. The stubbornness, it's in everybody. I understand that. But this, like these basic, very basic MS Office email functions. You should be doing these for your job every day. Like almost every day we do this. We send a PDF. We, we save a document as a PDF to send it to somebody or we, uh, we download it and they go, Oh, I downloaded it. I don't know where it went. Okay. Well, when you clicked on it to save it, you should have gotten a dialogue box that showed you where it was going to go. And a lot of times when you open the folder, like a file folder, you'll have a menu that says quick access. And it'll show you the most recent, like, 20 items that you've opened or saved. And so if it's not there, then you got to, you got to, look, really, it comes down to someone paying attention when they're being taught a thing, right? So if I teach you, hey, here's how you do this, you drag it in here into the email message, and then it'll attach. Or you click on the paperclip and you find the thing you're trying to send, and you'll attach it that way. It comes down to, you've been taught this probably by several people before me. Like, I'm definitely not the first person who has taught you how to send, how to attach a file to an email, right? Or how to um, 
how to look up a formula for Excel or how to how to copy things from Excel to somewhere else, right? I'm definitely not the first person to teach you this, it, even in this office, like even on this job. I'm not the first person to teach you how to do this. And so I don't understand where the disconnect comes. I mean, it, again, that stubbornness, I, I have it myself for, for other things. But I have it for things that are not related to my job, right? I have things that, that are related to, you know, leisurely scrolling on my phone, where I prefer one setting or one one mode of doing things over the other, right? That's That's my personal preference. The technology is... I know it's different or better, whatever, like whatever, right? It's fine. And it works for you. It doesn't work for me. Not a big fan. Anyway, that's different because choosing one or the other has nothing to do with my job. But you not being able to attach a file to an email is relevant to your job. And you not being able to download an attachment that you need for a work-related meeting is relevant to your job. And the fact that you still can't learn it because you're too old and you're, oh, I don't understand how any of this works. Then what have you been doing for 25 years, 35 years? What what have you been doing? How do you still have the job if you are unable to perform some very basic functions of it? I don't understand. Like the stubbornness I get. Again, I have it. But these are basic functions of your job. And I should not be, just because I'm in my 30s, I should not be the guy who's like, oh, he can do it. Yeah, I can. But you also can do it. And it doesn't, it shouldn't fall to me, a random guy at the office, to teach you how to do these things when A, I've already done it, and B, I'm certain that other people have tried to teach you as well. It just, I just don't get the, I don't want to say inability to learn new things, because that's not fair. Because I don't think it comes down to ability. I think it comes down to unwillingness to learn to even try, right? Like I've tried to switch from a message board to Reddit and I didn't like the format for Reddit. It wasn't for me. Everybody else, everybody likes it. Like I can read it. I can scroll and I can make comments and whatever. I can do that. It's not really a problem. But if you're asking me to switch from one to the other, it's like I just don't, I didn't take to it as much as I thought I would. And it's nothing to do with, oh, it's too hard or whatever. It's just a personal preference that I don't want to do, right? But again, that has nothing to do with my job, right? Like my job isn't saying, hey, we're not going to use this system anymore. We're going to use Reddit or Discord or whatever. Damn, if we use Discord at work, that'd be much better because Teams sucks ass. Anyway, (laughs) neither here nor there, but Teams is terrible. Um, I just, like none of that has to do with my job. And so my unwillingness to make the full switch to Reddit from a message board is not relevant to me making money. Your unwillingness to learn how to attach a PDF or anything to an email or download a document and remember where it went and know where it is on your machine and knowing how to convert one document to another so you can send it to your boss or whoever, those things are relevant to your job. And you can't just sit there and be unwilling to learn when it affects your day-to-day operations at work, right? I, I just don't... The excuse that you're too old to learn things about computers is... And you know it. And the sad thing is you know that someone, if you put, oh, woe is me, I'm so old, 
Because somebody be like, oh, you're as old as my grandmother and you can do that. Jeez, are you at 60? Damn, probably. Anyway, um, like, oh, you're like my dad. I'll I'll help you, right? And you know that's going to happen. And I'm not saying we got to rise up and stop helping people because we still have to get the work done eventually. But I just feel like we need everybody to go, hey, maybe I should figure out how this works. Like, hey, maybe I should figure out how to use Reddit so I can do whatever. And maybe I will. Maybe that's something I'll be doing. But I, I just I just don't understand the disconnect between, oh, I can't do that. Like, I don't understand the thought process from, oh, I can't attach this file because I'm old and I'm not used to computers. But you've been working this job for longer than me. And so you should have known how to do this for many years. And using your age as an excuse, again, is because that's not an excuse. Like, your age does not dictate your ability. Your unwillingness to train yourself and listen when someone is training you how to do something. That's what's stopping you. It's got nothing to do with your age. It has 100% to do with your unwillingness. Again, I don't want to say inability. With your your stick-in-the-mud attitude of, oh, I'm not going to learn this. Okay, well, then move aside and get somebody in here who can do the job in full that's it i I don't know like i'm done kind of dealing with dinosaurs who think they don't and they're not i know they're not that old but i'm kind of done dealing with people who refuse to learn how to do things that are relevant to the work experience it just doesn't make sense and i don't know why we coddle them because oh well they did yeah they've been around for a while but they haven't adapted to what we're doing now and they're like oh in the old system i could do this all right that's great that system phased out five years ago Get with it. Get with it or move along. Get out of the way. That's the thing. Like, I, I think about, about that too, where like we've been teleworking for three years, three and a half. And I think about that when people are like, oh, this doesn't work for me. I need to see faces for meetings or whatever. Oh, this doesn't work for me. I need da, 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 da. Okay. It works for me. I'm getting all my work done. I don't know what your problem is. The fact that you can't get by the day without seeing someone's face to tell them something is not my problem. And if you have so much trouble in dealing with things virtually, then you could find another place to work because it's not our problem because you can't decide, can't figure out, hey, I can't send this email because I have to attach something or like, hey, I can't do this meeting virtually because I need to see faces. All right, well then go to a place that doesn't have teleworking. Go do that because that is you not being able to handle, handle a virtual meeting has nothing to do with me. And I'll be damned if you're going to drag me back into the office just because you need to see my face for a meeting. You can call my phone call away. Again, these are things that bother me at work. That's what I'll name this segment. Just because the unwillingness to adapt to technological advances is not my problem because work-wise, I'm doing that. And if you refuse to learn, then maybe it's time you go find something else to do. I don't do names. I don't do that. But I've seen it. People post about it all the time. I've seen it personally in my work. And I've gotten uh, some texts from friends about, hey, my boss does this or my coworker keeps doing this. I'm like, well, maybe it's time for them to move on and find a new job and get somebody in there who will who either already knows how to do those things and is comfortable doing those things or is willing to learn how to do those things to keep the job and do the job efficiently. Because everybody talks about, oh, I've got to be more efficient. Yeah, you do. And part of that is. Some of these older people have to, some of these people have been around for a while, have to learn 
how to do these things so I don't have to stop what I'm doing to teach you something you should have known for 15 years. It just bothers me that uh, people are so stuck in their ways and it's been a long time that you should have been beyond that feeling or you should have found a new job to do. That's all. All right. Pat is Pat's calling people out without actually calling anybody out. I don't know, man. It just it bothers me. Because why? Why are we still, it's 2023, why are we still, A, whining about telework and teleconferencing and things of that nature, and B, why are we still unable to attach files to emails and send them? Like, why do you still have to call me to figure out how to do that? You should know this. You've been on the job longer than me, and the system's been in place longer than I've been at this job. So you know how to do it. You're just being lazy, and you know that someone will help you if you call and whine enough, because they don't want to hear you whine anymore. Learn how to do things or find a new place to work. There you go. We should take a break, right? <laughs> I, it just, I'm just, I'm bothered. Bothered. All right, you know what? Well, we'll here's a sound. We'll take a break. I got to take a drink and go sign back in. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. There's the sound. I don't know what was there. I, you know, I, you know, I knew I was going to get fired up. I knew it. I knew it in my soul. But, um... I didn't think I would need a break after that, but here we go. We are. Yeah, just listen. Get the work done or move aside. Let somebody in who will. All right. We got some mail, and three of you, thank you very much for using the contact form at themeltingpat.com. Because, again, that is the absolute best way to get a hold of me for the show, or in general, actually, because I get notified twice from the app and from my email. So themeltingpat.com, there's a contact page. Link to it is in the show notes. And it's right there on the website. It's the first tab. So thank you for using it because it's been a lot of spammers lately and that bothers me. So we don't have to worry about that today, although I'm sure I'll get some now that I mentioned it. Um, all right. This one says there are no names on these, by the way, which is fine because all you got to do is put something in the subject line and then your uh, your message. So this one says stubborn boss. Pat, I don't like you. I know I don't. You don't like me. Wow. No, I can't read. Pat, I know you don't like to talk about work, as I just spent 20 minutes on it, um, but I've got a Pat P for you. Thank you. I did one of these, but that's fine. Um, I didn't know these were going to be in this order. It's all good. Long story longer. The bosses are trying to change the way the line works to be more efficient. There's that word again. But they don't do the work, so they just keep asking general questions like, hey, how do you go through your day? And I'm like, okay, I told them. I turn on my machine and I monitor it for any hiccups to fix when they happen. I'm not the best worker, but I like how you're being vague like I am with work, by the way. Thank you for that. Uh, it's show, you've listened to the show. Um, I'm not the best worker, but I'm better than most of my unit, so it's frustrating to see others lagging behind because then I also have to finish their work. Yeah, I, see, I hear that. This happened a month ago when my boss asked me about it, and nothing has changed. A coworker brought up that a team meeting is in order for all of us to be on the same page. The bosses said, well, that's why I asked you about your day so we could let everyone know. I was confused by this because my job is not that hard. I just have to do things in the right order uh, and pay closer attention at certain points so I don't screw things up. It's not brain surgery or rocket science. I'm cutting that first part out. Uh, people just have to do the work. Anyway, I know your work has been stressful, but I want you to know that you're not alone in being ignored by the bigwigs. Thanks for the mouth riffs and bring the missus back on the show soon. Crap open a cold one. Thank you. Thank you for that. I will try to bring the missus back on. Um, I love when she comes on the show, but we don't have time. We don't have childcare for that to happen. 
but I'd like I I would love that. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating because when your boss says or when you say, "Hey, I think some things need to change. We need to re- rework how this part of the job is run." And your boss, who again doesn't do the work, just says, "Hey, all right, well, let us know how you do your work and then we'll let everybody else know." And it's like, "Okay, but like the bottom line is the work has to get done. Like everybody's process can be different, but the end result has to be this has to go here, this has to get done here. The end result has to be like the the finished product, whatever that is, has to be this. However you get there, it just has to get done by this day at this time whenever. Right? So I I don't understand the, you know, oh, tell us about your day. Well, yeah, I, I did that. And I did, hey, here's what I do. This I do this and I do this. But the bottom line is I get the work done. Like you give me things to do. I do them and I pay attention when I need to to certain details so things don't go awry. And that's it. Like I don't I feel like it should not be on the worker to educate other workers about how the job needs to be done. Isn't that the manager's job? Isn't that the supervisor's job to say, hey, you're not doing things in a way that need that they need to be done. Why don't you try doing this? Like, hey, just make sure we do this. Like, we have a schedule to keep. We have these deadlines. Make sure you're meeting them. And just make sure you're prioritizing this and this and this in this order so we don't run into these snafus at the end of the whatever the period would be, the end of the month, whenever, right? And I just feel like putting the onus on the worker is a cop-out. Because like, oh, well, I don't do the work. Yeah, right, right. But you're the one that has to say, hey, this needs to get done. Make sure you're doing it. And if you can't, then let me know and we'll try to help you out. But it's it shouldn't be like, hey, other worker, tell them how you do your job so they can do it better. Like, no, that's not. Because the bottom line is the work has to get done no matter what, who does what, when, and where. The work is the same and has to get done, right? I'm, I'm just speaking in terms of like a, a single unit at an office or a factory or wherever. I'm assuming this person works at a factory because they mentioned being on the line. So whatever your like your job is, right? You have several people working the line, working whatever, doing your job, um, doing the same job. And at the end of the day, like that part of the job, that part of the work has to get done. And it, like putting that on the worker to say, hey, teach your coworkers how to do this. Like, no, you make the money. You make more money than me to make sure that happens. Like, that's not on me. I have my own work to do. I can't stop my work to teach someone else and do their work too while you're there. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. So, yeah, it's it's kind of, I don't know. And then they complain, like, oh, the work's not getting done. Well, yeah, because I had to spend half my week telling somebody else how to do their job because that's that's what you're supposed to do. I don't, I'm mad about work things on your behalf and on my own, but, man, I, I just, that's annoying. And I'm sorry you're dealing with that because that happens. It happens a lot. I'm, I'm sorry you got to deal with that. But thank you for writing in. And I'll try to get the missus back on the show. Um, I'm sure she'll appreciate that if she ever listens to this. All right. She's not here, so she can't hear it. But I'll let her know. All right. Uh, this one says, job interview question. Pat, my buddy told me about a job interview he had recently. And I wanted to see if you had anything like this, or if you heard anything like this. He said the interviewer asked him if he had any drama. That was even written on the paper he was given. I guess I, I actually do have a similar situation. Um, the guy interviewing him said, I just hit the fridge. That's not what the guy said. That's what I did. I, I don't have a lot of room here to lean back. 
Anyway, that's not in the question. The guy said, we don't have time for baby mama or relationship crap. You don't have any of that, right? It sounds like a roundabout way of asking if he has children, which I'm pretty sure is illegal in an interview. My buddy took a different job because the pay there was also bad. But I'm wondering if you've heard about interviews asking questions like this. Uh, well, thank you. And I'm glad your friend took a different job because that sounds like a terrible place. Just Even just based on that interaction, like if that's the guy you're going to work for, I kind of don't want to be in there. Because if, if you're going to get mad about something like that, then what else are you going to not allow? Like what else are you going to kind of fly off about something that everyone kind of deals with on some level, right? I understand you, you want people to focus on the work, and that makes sense. But like to ask it that way is a thinly veiled, you don't have kids, do you? Right? Because you're not allowed to ask that. As far as I know, that's illegal, right? To ask if you have kids in a job interview, right? Especially for, uh, for women, right? Oh, you have children? Or are you going to have children? Like you can't ask that, right? But there are ways people do kind of get around that. Yeah, I had an interview like that where the guy was like, oh, you don't have any... Um, he did call it drama too, which is funny you use that word. He said something else. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't baby mama. It was something else, but he used the word drama. And he's like, I don't have time for drama. And I was like, I, okay, I don't know what that means. And he's like, oh, you know, all this, really, you know, people, he listed a couple of things. This was many years ago now. My brain is mush, so I apologize. But um, it was similar to that. Like, yeah, we don't want any drama. I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. Like, I'm just going to come in and do my work and then go home. Like, I don't understand what the, I don't, I don't get what you're asking. Um, but it sounded like he was asking if I had kids and I, I don't know, man, it just, it was a weird thing. And no, your, your, uh, potential boss should not ask you that one. They're not allowed to. And two, it's got no bearing on how you do the job. I mean, I get like, yeah, if you have a kid, then you should like, you're going to have times where, Oh, I got to go do this and I got to do this. Right. So they have to kind of know that, I guess, scheduling wise, but they're not allowed to ask like that. Okay. That cannot disqualify you from getting the job. That's why they can't ask it. Cause if they could, they'd be like, Oh, you'd have kids. And they go, Oh, we don't want people who have kids. Cause uh, they're going to have to take off. Like people without kids never take off from work. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's weird, man. That's a weird rule, man. Sorry. Um, that's weird. That's that someone asked your friend that because I had a similar situation where, yeah, it was like, no, some drama. And it's funny because the guy seemed like he'd been divorced twice due to, and had some drama in his life. So I feel like he wasn't speaking on uh, something that happened in the office. I feel like he's speaking on something that was happening to him in real time in his real life. And he didn't want someone else to bring that in because I don't to, to steal his thunder and overshadow his nonsense and his stories. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But yeah, I hope that didn't. Uh, well, actually, we won't know because you said your friend took a different job. Because also, of course, the pay was crap. Of course it was. I've got some guy asking a question, a leading question like that and saying, oh, you're basically saying you don't have kids, do you? Right. Some guy asking that definitely is not going to pay you well. Right. He's definitely not going to pay you uh, something, a, a number that's going to be worth your time having to work for a guy like that. So I'm glad your friend got out of there. Yes, I have had experiences like that. Um, if you have anyone out there, weigh in. If you had a weird interview question that somebody asked you that made you go, huh, that's, uh, you shouldn't ask that. Or, or if somebody just uh, kind of rubbed you the wrong way, not literally, although if they did, you probably can't talk about it. Or you can because you won. 
Um, that's weird. All right. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for writing in. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the the note there. One more, and then we're gonna go. This one just says hot dog sandwich. Hey Pat, quick question. You've asked about hot dogs and sandwiches for a while, so I'm just curious. Do people send you related posts about the topic? Love the mouth riffs. Say hi to the boy and your smoking hot wife for me. I will. Thank you. I will do that. And yes, they do. Sorry, I had to check a thing. Um, speaking of my smoking hot wife, she just texted me, and I thought it was something that she needed, but it was not. So anyway, I'm sorry. Um, you asked about hot dogs and sandwiches for a while. Do people send you related posts about the topic? Yes, they do. Yes. Every time the... Like every summer, usually they'll say... You know, oh, it's grilling season. Oh, it's a hot dog sandwich. And like the, the local news will do it or some random website will do it. Some Facebook group will do it. And I'll usually get tagged in those. Um, they'll send me like there was one where it's like, oh, these things are sandwiches. This is a taco. This is cake. This is whatever. I've gotten that a lot. Um, another popular one is questions that you should ask on your show or ask people that don't. And that's really why I asked the question in the first place is that don't really, um, it's not a personal thing. Well, it is, but like it's not, it doesn't uh, call into question their humanity or identity or anything like that. It's just a fun thing. Hot dog sandwich, uh, cake or pie, does a straw have one hole or two, pancakes or waffles, something like that. I've done most of those. But yes, they do. So yeah, people send me that all the time. And what's funny, so usually when that happens, or when the, when the question comes up, Two things will happen. Three things will happen. People will just answer the question and move on. Uh, somebody will send me one of those things or send me like a, something from a website or somewhere, some organization that says, oh, I, the answer is this or the answer is that. All right, great. And there's always somebody who says, well, what about this? And brings up some completely unrelated thing. They're like, oh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Because it's a, it's a basic question, at least as far as I'm concerned. It's a yes or no. It's a yes or no whether or not you consider a hot dog a sandwich. So if you say, yes, a hot dog's a sandwich, you're putting it in the same category as a ham and cheese, a turkey and cheese, peanut butter and jelly, uh, a Reuben, whatever, right? Corned beef special, whatever. Like, if you're saying, yes, a hot dog's a sandwich, then you put those, you put that in the same category as all those things. And I don't. That's why it's not a sandwich, because it's its own entity. It's a hot dog. That's it. When you get a hot dog, it comes with the bun. It's served to you, the hot dog in the bun. The entire thing is a hot dog. It's its own entity. That's why it's not a sandwich. So there you go. So it's a yes or no, right? In case my view on it wasn't clear. <laughs> but the point of the question is not to... I know I'm derailing your question. I'm sorry about that. But this is what happens. The point of the question is not for you to figure out, like not for you to find where someone else said, oh, I th the answer is this because that person said this, or this organization said this, or this guy, this, this said this, right? That's not the, the point of the question is whether or not you consider a hot dog a sandwich. It's not about anybody else. It's not about what about a, a sausage and peppers? What about a, a meatball sandwich? What about a hamburger? It's not about any of that. It's about whether you, in the moment, or you know, forever, whatever, if you consider a hot dog in the same group as a PB&J, ham and cheese, a turkey and cheese, a Reuben, whatever, or if you consider it 
a separate thing. Or if you consider it a taco, I guess. Maybe that is a is considered a no to the sandwich question. Or if you consider it, like I do, its own separate entity, which I do. Hamburger, it's its own thing. But that has nothing to do with the question of is a hot dog a sandwich? Because people do that all the time. They go, what about this? That's not a hot dog. It doesn't matter. What about that? Well, it's, it's, it's basically the same thing. It, that's not a hot dog. Is a hot dog, as it's served to you in the bun, with that, the frank in the bun, is do you consider that a sandwich? That's the question. The question is not, how does it relate to this? What does this person say? What does this organization say? The question is, and has always been a yes or no, do you consider, you personally, not someone else, you, do you consider, I'm pointing at the camera, it's not even on, do you consider a hot dog in the same group as a PB&J, a turkey and cheese, a ham and cheese, or not? That's the question. And it comes up every time somebody says, oh, hey, I saw this and thought of you. And there are 1,700 comments about what about this? What about that? Well, this site says this. This site says that. People tag me and all kinds of other about like, oh, yeah, you're wrong. We're vindicated. Well, first of all, I'm not wrong because it's not a sandwich. Second of all, it's not about what someone else has decided. It's about what, and again, I've always said, however you get there is fine. But at the end of the day, you have to be on board with your answer. No matter what anyone else says, no matter what I say or whatever source you find, because guess what? On the internet, I can find anything that says what I agree with, right? That's the good and bad of the internet is that somewhere you can find it from a legit organization or from, you know, babe.net. That's a, that's a deep cut for anybody who gets that one. Um, or from wherever, right? Whatever source you want to use, that's fine. But just know that there is another equally valid source that says the other thing is also true. And so when people try to tag me in like, oh, what about this? What about this? I usually just let it go because I'm, I'm done having the argument in a general sense. Like when you're on the show, that's different because I'm asking you the question and we're trying to come to whatever the answer you think is correct is. That's where we're trying to go. We're trying to get to whatever you think in that moment about the question, whether it's a yes or a no. It's not a what about this. It's not a, oh, how about this? It's a yes or no. Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? That's the question. Because I mean, I don't need the do you think because it's implied when I say it's a hot dog a sandwich. I'm asking you directly. And you can come up with whatever answer, whatever justification you want. Just know I'll judge you if you say yes. But the... <laughs> That's true, I will. I do think less of you think a hot dog's a sandwich, because it's not. Because if you're saying that you think a hot dog is on the same level in the same group as a PB&J, you're lying. It's not true. It's not a sandwich. Anyway, what was the question? I really went off there. Um, do people send you this? Yeah, people send me this all the time, and they try to argue, and they apparently don't understand the question that it's being asked. It's not, go verify from some source whether or not a hot dog's a sandwich from some guy posting it on a website. It's what do you think? Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? That is and has always been the question. Again, however you get there is fine. But trying to to post like a gotcha, like, oh, this site says this. That's great. That's great. They're wrong if they say it's a sandwich, and that's fine. And I have a .gov email address, so I'm pretty much an authority on things like this. 
It's not a sandwich. But the point is, yes, people do send me that all the time. I got to move the chair. Hold on. I keep, every time I move back, I'm hitting the refrigerator and something on top. I got my, uh, I have a little picture stand holding up my little, my, um, my acoustic foam here. And every time I move backwards, like a centimeter, it hits the fridge and it moves the thing and makes a noise. So I do, I'm sorry, I'm making all kinds of noises with my face and with not my face, but yes, people do send me that all the time. And it's, it's funny where most of the time it's, oh, I saw this and thought of you, but every so often, which is nice. And I do appreciate those, but every so often it's someone who gives me the wrong answer for the question and then tries to be like, oh, I saw this and this means that you were wrong and I, and I'm right. And every, you know, you've been proven wrong. It's honestly a matter of opinion. Uh, it just so happens that my opinion is correct and that it's not a sandwich. Um, so things like that, it's it's kind of like, all right, I get it. Like you're trying to throw a gotcha when literally anything on the internet, you can find the opposite to be true at an equally valid source. And so like throwing those websites at me is a weird flex. Like, because again, it's not about what someone else thinks. It's about what you think. Like, do you, like you could say like, oh, this website says this. That's nice. I don't care what they say. What do you say? Do you think that a hot dog's a sandwich? Do you put a turkey and cheese, a ham and cheese, a PB&J in the same category as a hot dog? If you do, that's fine. You're wrong, but you could do that. I'm not going to be mad. And I know it sounds like I'm mad, but I'm really not. Really, I what I'm doing here is, one, answering the question. And uh, number two, my dear friend Brian Amato, who just finished cutting my grass outside, um, he has complained, not complained, he has said he's made a statement that he misses longer episodes. And so I figure if I really go down the rabbit hole of hot dog sandwich again, just by myself, um, I can add more to the show and we can satisfy Brian's uh, appetite for more me. So Brian, uh, thank you for cutting the grass. You did a great job. And I hope that this show is long enough for your tastes, for your liking. I hope if you're working or driving somewhere that I have filled your trip or, uh, or your task list with me and my ramblings. Okay? Is that good? I did this for one other person. No, I did it for whoever wrote the question. And thank you for everybody for writing in. I appreciate that. Again, the contact form at themothypat.com is the best way to get a hold of me for the show because I get notified twice. But yes, people do send me hot dog sandwich things all the time. And I do appreciate it. Uh, but if you're trying to flex and say, oh, this website said this, I don't care. That's not the, like the point of the question again is what you think and however you, ver you yeah, however you verify that it's fine. And I have come to, to terms with the fact that there are certain people who are not going to agree with my answer and my justification for saying it's not a sandwich. And guess what, pals? That's fine. Cause at the end of the day, it's my show and I can pretty much say whatever I want. And so <laughs> within reason, don't worry, Ben, I'm not going to go on a, one of those rants that, uh, that you know, I wouldn't do that. Um, I wouldn't post it anyway. Gee, what am I, an idiot? Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny though, because I've kind of become, that's become my thing. Because I've been asking people on the show since what, 2016 or 17? Whenever Timmy Rasmussen was on the show, I think is when I did it. Whenever they were on 2016, 17, whatever year that was, um, that's when I started to do it. And so it's kind of become, it's been, you know, 
six or seven or eight years, and it's kind of become my thing, and uh, and that's fine. But plus, I used to ask the president every day on Twitter, and uh, he never answered, and now he's been indicted four times. So, you know, maybe you should have just come clean, man. Maybe you should have just come clean. All right, anyway, it's not a sandwich, and uh, keep sending me those things, though. Keep trying to convince me and yourself that you're right. Because you won't be as far as this show is concerned. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm trying to be definitive. And sometimes that they sound the same. All right, we're good. This has been a long show. We're not going to do G11 Special Sauce because it's been a bit of a longer show. Um, I think we'll, be, we'll all be fine. Go check them out anyway. Philadelphonic.com for more. Go enjoy that. It's a really good song. But we've been here long enough, so you get, the, uh, you get me. Original music by me. You get it. I should put it, you know what I should do is I should increase the tempo by 30% and play that version. Maybe I'll do that. I'll make that decision later. But that's our show, Familiar Things. Thanks for the tune. It's called Daisies. Go get it where you get your songs. I will post a link to their band camp in the show notes and at the website so you know where to get them. October 21st, they're playing at Kung Fu Necktie with friends. So go check them out over there. Tell them I sent you and they'll say, I don't know who that is. There you go. Does that work? All right, great. TheMeltingPat.com for all the things related to me. Yeah. Uh, go check that out. I got all the things. Sign up for the Patreon, the newsletter, which is coming out soon, um, the contact form, all the things, my top 25 N64 games. That was such a fun list to do. Um, yeah, if you have questions, comments, concerns, observations, corrections, the contact form is the best way. You can also text it or leave a voicemail, 209-867-7638. Do those things over there. You got three minutes to convince me one way or the other. I don't know whether or not I should root for your favorite football team. I don't know. what the Whatever you think is appropriate. Um, just know that I may play it on the show. So if you don't want to be, uh, I don't know, ridiculed for dumb things you say, then let me know that whether or not you want me to do it. Okay? All right. I'm thirsty. I got another ping in my ear for a work thing. We got to go handle that. And that is all for today. All right. This has been an eight boiler production. So until next time, my friends have fun, be safe. Thank a veteran, wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. That's all right. Yes, we are good to go. Thank you so much. All the things again for me, the meltypat.com. All right. All right. We're going to go. Bye. I love you. You've been inside the Melty Pat on the next level network. Go crap open a cold one. <laughs>